SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Show. I'm Jennifer. We would love to give you our magazine full of inspirational stories. Go to the JenniferSheehanShow.com to subscribe. I would love to introduce my sister in Christ, June Hunt. Hi, June. Hi. I'm so happy to have you back again. Thank you. So it's an honor to be back with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, you know, you are one of my mentors. You are such a wise mm. woman. And anytime you give me advice, I actually apply it. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> no pressure. I don't even remember <laughs> giving you advice. So. You've given me even <laughs> on the television show. So I just, I appreciate you. your knowledge and wisdom. You are so wise. And I'm so happy to have you on today to talk about hope. Because I think right now, that's what this world needs. And it's not normal hope, it's Jesus hope. So tell me how people use the word hope incorrectly. Mm. Actually, I was aware that the Bible talked about hope, I remember um, a number of years ago, and yet I knew also that the way we normally talk is, oh, I, I hope we could see each other again, or I hope uh, maybe we could get together and blah, blah. But that's, that's like a desire. Right, using it casually and loosely and, and kind of like luck. <laughs> it certainly can be that. I think what we need, um, uh, what, what I finally did is I differentiated when I would read, we have this hope and anchor for the soul, firm and secure. That's not maybe yes, maybe no. Um, that there are certain things that ultimately produce hope and it's trials and it's, it's certain suffering um, and endurance, certain qualities, but they produce hope. And, 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 and in Romans it says, a hope that will not disappoint. Right. So. That's very different than, well, I hope I get to do this, or I, I hope I get this job. Right. Um, I hope one day I will be married or whatever. And this is where, and, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with having a desire. Right. But if we're going to use hope culturally, then okay, it's, it's a desire but not guaranteed fulfillment. Christian hope, so let's distinguish between the two. Christian hope versus cultural hope. Cultural hope is not assured, and it's just based on changeable people, changeable circumstances, um, but it's an optimistic desire that something would be fulfilled. Whereas biblical hope, or I'll call it Christian hope, instead of cultural hope, is an optimistic assurance 
so that something will be fulfilled because it's based on not only Christ himself, but also on every promise, every promise God has made in his word, in the, in the Holy Bible, so that we know that what he has promised, we have what he has promised if, as long as we are in his will. Right. You know, it's interesting because I actually went through the Bible. I've read it cover to cover and I went through with a hot pink highlighter and put a circle around all the blessings and all the promises. Mm. <laughs> because how do you know what his promises are if you don't know his word? Let me give an example. I remember uh, a number of years ago, there was someone that ended up working with me. Uh, at our ministry called Hope for the Heart. And she had um, become a Christian at age 35, and her husband um, was unfaithful. In fact, it was very painful. She described what it was like when his affection would totally go to her best friend. So he ultimately left her for her best friend wow. and that was that was really devastating tough. I'm sure. yes and he was not prioritizing their three young children um, but the, the point is there was someone who assured her you know now that you're a Christian if you just name it name what you desire and and claim it he'll come back and so you just just uh, be faithful because it's right for him to come back. And I could say, well, yes, if there is a marriage, they have committed themselves one to another. The point is, just because it should happen, this is where I I'm, I'm get concerned because, yes, there should have been a repentance a repentance is you're heading down a one-way street the wrong way and you realize oh I'm going the wrong way on a one-way street repentance is a turning it's with a change of mind and a change of direction the problem is where where in the Bible you tell me where right. in the Bible does it assure that a wayward spouse will turn and right. return back home nowhere as my husband walked away after 23 years of marriage and a non-believer, and I believed he was a believer when I married him because he told me he was a Christian. Mm. And then after I got closer, the Lord started mm -hmm. walking with him, and mm -hmm. I realized, oh my gosh, my assignment's evangelism and my own husband is mm -hmm. not saved. Mm -hmm. And then when I got on fire for the Lord and started walking with him, it was, you've turned into a Bible-thumping Jesus freak. Who are you and what have you done with my wife? And it's mm -hmm. like this mm -hmm. for the next 10 years. And I prayed for his salvation. So did so many of my friends mm -hmm. every single day. And he ultimately left me. And you will not believe it. After he left me, we got divorced. Then he prayed with me to receive Christ as his Savior. But oh, I knew wow. that was God's will for him uh -huh. to be saved. As God says, he wants everyone yes. to be saved. But him being my husband and us doing ministry together and all that, that was not obviously his will. But well, thank God he was saved, so that just continuing to pray, God did eventually answer that prayer, but his perfect timing. Well, God does have a perfect will. Right. But also he has a 
permissive will. He allows us to make choices against his will. Free will. And so Adam and Eve, the first two people he created, he told them only one thing not to do. Only one thing was forbidden, and that's don't eat from this tree. And sure enough, what did they do? The one and only thing, he provided everything else for them. And so we can see from the beginning of humanity, we do have choice. We, he will not force us to yield to him. Yes, there are certain scriptures that if you take them out of the context of the whole Bible, you could say, well, the Bible does say, ask and you shall receive. Um, you, you pray and you ask and, and it would be given to you. Well, the, the point with that is that's dealing with church discipline. Now, that, that's very different. So we'd have to look at the context. And, and I think the, the joy is looking at 1 John 5, where it says, if you ask anything according to my will, his will. to his right. will, then you have what you ask of. But it's got to be according to his will, and we let him be the one to make the decision about that. Right. Or else people can come against you, could come against um, the church, turn against God, because they prayed for X amount of money. They didn't get it. And so they're blaming God for not answering their prayer because they named, I want this, $20,000 in, in the name of Jesus. Well, if it, you know, we, we are being presumptuous that we would know, that we think we would know everything that we would like to have. Again, desire is one thing, um, but assurance of what he says, what he promises is very different. Right. When we come back, June is going to give us some tips on how we can put hope into action. We'll be right back. You won't hear how God is working on mainstream media, but you will hear it on the Jennifer Sheehan television show. In a world currently imprisoned by fear, I'm committed to telling fearless stories of hope, restoration, redemption, and miracles. Here's just a sample of stories my amazing guests share about God's limitless love in action. God rescued me from pornography and sex addiction. I was on the brink of death, but Jesus saved me. I was attacked by a huge grizzly bear, but God preserved my life. At the age of two, raised by my sister without parents, my birth father threw me against a metal sheet wall, slicing my stomach open, leaving me for dead in a pool of blood. After he abandoned me, my true Heavenly Father, God, did not. My 17-year-old son was murdered on Christmas Eve. I was in a bad place. I purchased a gun each day, went to the lake and held it to my head to end my life. After over 50 guns, I sought out professional help. I went on the Jennifer Sheehan television show to share my story. On filming day, God got a hold of my heart, and right there on the set, I prayed to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. This show is giving people hope in Jesus. That's why we do what we do. We, we want you to hear and see amazing stories of how God brings beauty from ashes and how he brings hope and healing. Even in the midst of life's hardest struggles, God is using this show to change lives. 
Through the power of story, the Jennifer Sheehan television show is sharing the gospel in regions around the globe. We reach an audience of over 3 million people in the U.S., Africa, India, Pakistan, and China. Will you partner with us so that the Jennifer Sheehan Show continues to grow in its influence and reach for Jesus Christ? Donate your tax-deductible gift at thejennifershehanshow.com slash donate. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. So June, why did you name your ministry Hope for the Heart? First of all, it wasn't my idea to do radio, and it began uh, as a counseling program. Um, and I, I thought of different names, and then I thought about a situation with someone in a, a class I was teaching. I was teaching a, a Bible class in my home, as well as my church, but all these people came. I don't know where they came from. Um, there were maybe 60 people uh, and and every every Tuesday night and uh, an, an aunt had uh, called and said do you have a place do you have some place to recommend for my niece she's moving from Florida and I said well I'm teaching a large Sunday school class if she would like to be a part because she was single she was a medical professional and so uh, she came, and she was doing homework. I, I, I knew she was for sure an authentic Christian because we talked about that. And uh, at the end of the Bible study time, I said uh, it was known people could stay, and I would stay up for, for as long as they wanted to, asking questions. And finally she uh, said, um, I'd like to talk with you, but I want to be the last one. I want, I don't want anyone else around. I said, that's fine. And so it was uh, pretty late, maybe about 11 o'clock when um, everyone had gone and she said, uh, I'm having flashbacks. I said, what kind of flashbacks? Bad flashbacks. I said, are they sexual? She said yes, and then she began to describe the de in detail what they were, and they were lurid. Um, and then, and she, so we talked about what to do, and yet over the weeks, the the flashbacks. Jennifer, they became more explicit and more detailed, and now now she said, I, 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 I can't I can't handle this. This is my dad. Wow. And I and I knew he had been an alcoholic, and her mother was an alcoholic, and they both had died, and she was only about thirty, thirty eight at the max, and um, she worked at Presbyterian Hospital, and did an excellent job of what she was very smart but then she would come and she said I, I, I can't handle this I can't I said yes you can because you have Christ living inside you you apply the scripture 
I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Right. And even though I would say that, Jennifer, it's like there was this fuzzy, hazy, it's like, it's not like taking it personally, and, but, but then I would have her to repeat it. And then, then she would appear fine, but she, she, it did not last. Right, so she had forgotten and then had memories that her father was sexually abusing her. That's right. So it's so traumatic. It was very traumatic. And then um, even though we would agree, she said, I don't have the power to do this. And I said, yes, you do. The Bible says his divine power has given you everything you need to live a godly life. That, that's from Second uh, Peter. And you claim that and you say it multiple times. And so she would do it at that time, but then I, I knew she was struggling. Uh, eventually, I got a call from Presbyterian Hospital, the hospital where she worked. But now she was a patient because she had attempted suicide. Oh, wow. And I said, I'm going to call her Sandra. I said, Sandra, and, and I would go, I would rehearse again over and over what we had talked about for her to claim. Um, and she was thinking, I can't, I can't handle this in my life. I said, the Lord will handle this for you and he will be your source of strength. Well, her insurance ran out, and now she was sent to Terrell State Hospital, which is the, um, it, it's, it's the state hospital. And then the next day, I get this call, June, you've got to get me out of here. I said, what's happened? I, I, I'm not like these people. They're zombies. They're zombies. I am not a zombie. I said, I know you're not. June, you've got to get me out. I said, I, I don't have the power. Yes, you do. You just drive up. She told me exactly what to do. Oh, I'm in this building, and I'm thinking, I can't. But then I began to think. I knew she was not getting counsel, and I was concerned about that in the hospital. And uh, I knew we were going to be having a retreat very nearby as our Bible study. And I thought, so I drove up and I, I was, I did check her out. They had me sign. They said, now nah, if something happens to her, her blood will be on your hands. Thank you for telling me, you know, and I, but, and then she was, during the retreat, we all, all of us who were leaders, we watched out for her, and I had an appointment on Monday with uh, Dr. Frank Minrith, a noted, uh, very respected psychiatrist, and he evaluated her. He, he, she, he said she's on way too much um, medication, but she does need this, 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 and I need her to be working with a counselor, a, a, psych, a psychologist. And, um, but what was interesting about all that was she, the only reason I was willing to pick her up is she said the, the second day she was there, June, I've been thinking about it. Now she's saying, I'm not like these people. I'm not like these people. She said, you know, I've been thinking, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. 
I thought, she was listening. His divine power has given me what I need to live a godly life. It's his power. And so she started repeating back what I said. So now she was applying the truth of God's word. And she did come under the care of a Christian psychiatrist and a Christian psychologist. Now, she wasn't always on track, but I can tell you her life was spared. Uh, she was no longer suicidal. And she had uh, she had been drinking during the time, even though her parents both were alcoholics. And the bottom line is there were changes that she needed to make. And, and she had a choice about that. But what I'm saying is that this was this is why I named the ministry Hope for the Heart. She had truth. See, if you had asked me, June, what's most important? What's most important for all of us? Is it um, is it compassion? Is it truth? Um, is it hope? Is it um, you know perseverance? No, the most important is hope. It because hope. you can have, she had the truth in her head, but she did not have hope that it would work for her. Because she said, I can't be like you. I said, it, it doesn't have anything to do with me. She said, but I'm not good like you. And I said, I, it has nothing to do with goodness. It's what God has promised. He's going to give you his truth. So our hope is, with Christian hope, we can claim what is available to us what's available to us what he what the bible says not just what we want but it is based on the bible and it made all the difference in the world so that's why we name it hope for the heart and then we apply the truth right. that he gives us i love that when we come back june's going to share the difference between hope and faith we'll be right back A house is built with walls, but a home is built with memories. Firehouse Movers takes great pride and honor in serving your moving needs. Built over a fireman's code of ethics to be truthful and honest at all times, to display excellence, respect, and loyalty, we are honored for you to entrust us with your valuable memories. And we have been doing so for over 20 years with hundreds of five-star reviews. We never compromise in quality because we understand that it's easier to explain our prices than to apologize for poor service. Call us today at 972-412-6033 and let us tell you why we're passionate for what we do. Learn more at firehousemovers.com. By His grace, we live. By His will, we bond together to serve you. Jennifer Sheehan Show magazine promotes and connects Christians and Christian-owned businesses worldwide. It's digital, nonprofit, and full of inspirational stories. The magazine is emailed, shared on our social media, and promoted weekly on our TV show, reaching millions of viewers. To subscribe to this free magazine and for advertising opportunities, go to the JenniferSheehanShow.com. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. 
So, June, what is the new word in the dictionary? <laughs> well, I had mentioned to you there is a new word, and most people don't know about it. Uh, it's bully side, and that is those who commit suicide because they've been bullied. Wow. So you told me that there was a 13-year-old boy that wrote his his mom, his dad, and his sister a suicide note. Tell mm -hmm. us about that. Well, the mother was very concerned when first, as a couple, they received the suicide note, and then he followed up with his sisters, uh, the same kind of note. And so I uh, ended up talking with, I'm going to call him Lincoln, uh, and he I was a redhead. He um, was being bullied at uh, school, and he was in pain. Um, he was sh relatively short, and he didn't know what to do. And I said, Lincoln, I want you to think about this. It's God who says, I know the plans I have for you. This is Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I said, Lincoln, you're not going to know what the plan is. You can't know what he knows, but he's all knowledgeable and he knows what he can provide for you. Your job is to yield your will to his will right. and say, okay, Lord, I don't like what's going on. I, I hate what's going on, but I'm choosing to trust in your plan for me. And I said, I want you to read it in the morning, that scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. I want you to read it sometime during the day. And then at night, say, thank you, Lord, that you've told me that you know the plans you have me, for me. In other words, you personalize it. You know the plans you have for me, plans to prosper me, not to harm me, plans to give me hope and a future. Well, I can tell you what actually literally happened. He, uh, like a month later, he went to school. All of a sudden, he's been transferred to a different school. He makes the football team. And I thought, I said to his mother, I said, that must mean he's fast. Is that right? Because I knew he didn't have the brawn to be a linebacker. Right. And sure enough, he loves school. And I said one last thing. I said, you can think things will never change, because I used to think that. I was wrong. And I said, you can think things won't change. Life is a series of changes and a series of choices. Your job is to make the wise choices that line up with God's will and to entrust your life to Him, that He will give you hope for your heart. Wow, and that's hope put in action, exactly. God's action that changes everything supernaturally. You got it. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you, Jennifer. When we come back, you can also have that hope in Jesus. We'll be right back. Can you imagine living in a resort with like-minded people, full of amenities and activities where safety and health are priorities, where chef-prepared meals, heated indoor pool, and many more amenities are all accessible 24-7? where the joy of life is felt in every corner, 
a company managed by the Nicholas Foundation, people who truly care about people. It's time to reward yourself. It is time for the Retreat Senior Living, the resort you call home. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. If you're seeking hope today, pray with me to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for my sin. You rose on the third day. Please forgive me for my sin. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Tune in next week. We have another inspiring story for you. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on SoulWin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. SoulWin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on SoulWin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. SoulWin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.